I wish we still used headphones. I would be screaming in your ear. Why? Because what are you doing? I'm making a snap. You're what? Making a snap. You're making a snap? Yeah, I'm making what one. What are you, 70? You're I'm making creating a snap. A snap. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm snapping. Gonna, I'm going to create this podcast with or without you. Ooh, I'd like to see you try. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, mm. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Marco Dupa. For my powerful, illustrious, beautiful co host, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Tonight's brew is from the old. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens when you try to make this podcast. So disappointed in myself. Mm -hmm, Me too. Everyone else is too. Tonight's brew is from the Tampa Bay Brewing Company. It is the old Elephant Foot IPA. It looks pretty nondescript label. I do like the uh, the hops that they have on the label. Like it a lot, a lot, like mm-hmm. it a lot. So you know, we're going local on this one as we do. I think we're gonna have a good time tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Baron Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the One Baron Podcast, where two morons drink a beer and see where it takes us. Mm. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. Yeah. Pretty pretty, pretty dark segue into this podcast. We just <laughs> finished the Ted Bundy uh, documentary on I Netflix. Know, I know. I was consumed by it. I was yeah. consumed by it. I couldn't stop. Oh, I couldn't stop. It's a true crime. One of my favorite genres. I mean, it just... It pulls you in. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, it's like this. I mean, it's it's why there's the Law & Order SVU time oh, yeah. warp. Of you course. Know? Of you course. just get lost. Yeah. And then six hours go by mm-hmm. because there's like a thousand episodes of that show. I think yeah. it's still running, right? I'd like to think. Yeah. In Who my knows? heart. Who knows? I mean, the classic episode. No one knows done. for sure, Marco. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mosquito <laughs> got in here. Um, I mean, you know, uh, uh. Uh, Christopher Malone, Mal- Maloney is mm-hmm. off the show, and so af- af- after he was off the show, I was like, eh. Yeah. Eh, you know, whatever. Anyway, true crime. It, it just it just pulls you in, and it just it just holds on to you, man. It does. It's it sticks to your crazy. ribs. That new Ted Bundy um, six-part docuseries on Netflix is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Because I realized halfway through it, I didn't know anything about Ted Bundy. I mean, I know yeah. how much, you know, the layman knew. Everybody knows who he is, what he did. Yeah. But you don't know unless you were following it or you learned about it in school for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the extent of what he did, how he did it, and like the mind games yeah. that were played. Just, I mean, it's this... It's incredible, mm-hmm. you know. It goes back to what we were talking about on the uh, the podcast before about the trailer for the new movie mm-hmm. uh, starring Zac Efron, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, we knew that uh, Ted Bundy was a manipulative, a manipulative, uh, manipulative, manipulative uh, dude. But uh, yeah, the documentary definitely digs into that more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Strangely, gave me a little more confidence in the movie because it seems like that's a that's a heavy pull on his entire character. Yeah, yeah, and and the yeah the direction that they're they're deciding to go in, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Now people are tripping about the tone of the trailer, but it's like which is still, mind you, very weird. The tone, yeah, of that trailer. Yeah, the the, the yeah. I yeah. still stand by what I said. Is like that that music choice is weird. The fact they didn't show much of the horror of who Ted Bundy was is weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if they're just trying to pull one over on the audience, then, Hey, I think so. I, I have, I have high hopes that the trailer was, uh, a, uh, red herring of sorts mm-hmm. because I mean, I hope, I, I really hope so because, uh, now knowing everything about the case, at least how they presented it in this, uh, um, series, like if they're planning on trying to play up that part of his personality so much so that they don't focus on the heinousness mm-hmm. of the crimes, yeah, that would be in pretty poor taste. Mm. But I mean, given given the title, you'd think that's not the case. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that it is a misdirect because it would be a brilliant misdirect mm-hmm. if. Because that's the whole thing about who he was right. and the culture behind how he got away with this shit for mm-hmm. so long was it was a, it was a misdirect the whole time. His right. whole life was a misdirect. Yeah. So yeah. if that's if they're playing it meta like that mm-hmm. a little bit, I'd I'd be like really surprised and I'm really hopeful. Yeah. That well, they are playing it that way. Essentially, what the director hinted at. So we'll see. We'll see if they're that clever. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fascinating. You guys got to watch it. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Well, how? I mean, you know, how's everything else going, man? How are you feeling these days? Oh, I've been, I've been tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just you know, work's been a little slow. I think it's a usual uh, slump after the new year. Yeah. Getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. But uh. Mean yeah. Now that we're in February. We are in February now. Yeah. <laughs> we're in mid-February. We're not mid-feb. even in early February. Yeah. Yeah. The 2019 sneaking up on me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's been strange. I just, I haven't really felt like I've had a lot of time for me Yeah. lately. I've, I've been going to work, uh, sometimes going to the gym, uh, cooking some dinner and then suddenly it's Netflix time in bed. Right. And it's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It has been a weird couple of weeks where it just feels like we're not doing anything no. for ourselves. Yeah. We're just not doing anything. It's, it's, it's strange though, because like, I feel like I'm this time where, where I, 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 I'm not doing anything yet. I have no time and yeah. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's one of those things. Like I feel like I just have like a time suck somewhere. Like I'm not playing any video games anymore, really, except for the weekends. Occasionally. Yeah. Uh, not reading anything. I listen to podcasts just because I have time in my car. Uh, and I listen to music at work, but that's pretty much all of my, like all my time. I'll yeah. watch Netflix before I go to bed, but I'm not watching anything that I want to watch because I know I'm going to miss it when I go to sleep. Yeah. So I I don't know like I I've, I've just felt like time's been slipping by. It keeps on slipping. It's slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Mm. Yeah, I feel you though. I feel you. Why? It's, What's happening? I I don't know. I think we just haven't had. I mean, since 
um, Savannah, really. We yeah. haven't had time to just, you know, just do like when was the last time we like went out and just did something? Just, yeah. You know? Or just hang. Yeah, we just haven't just hung out. Yeah. You know? It's always an event or something, you know? Like it's always more propped up than that. Yeah, it's always got to be something. Right. Speaking of being something, we're going to go hit up Bong Rack. Bong Rock at Whippoorwill. Yes. Yeah. I, if you're not from around here, you have no idea what we're talking but about. But if you are a local, yes, you Orlando people, should, you should check out. First, you should check out Whippoorwill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great bar on South Street. Yeah. Right uh, by the highway. Yeah. Just opened up like uh, like a two two months ago, maybe. Yeah. If yeah. that. Um, great bar, great people. Um, nice scene mm-hmm. it, it's a it's also a, a a takeaway store too so you can like buy beer to take home yes and if you go there during the day there's a coffee spot yeah in easy luck i think it's called mm-hmm. so yeah it's pretty cool they got some eats there too if you want a little snack mm-hmm. so they got it all there yeah and uh shout out to dylan the the dylan the man the man behind the bang rack street kitchen thai street kitchen famous Excuse me. We're going to have him on the podcast very soon. At some point. At some point. I keep talking to him about it. We're both very enthusiastic about it. We're both going to press him on Friday. <laughs> I'm definitely going to I'm, I'm definitely going to get in his face. Hope you're listening, it. Dylan. Yeah. He's he's going to be on the show very soon to talk about, you know, pop-up kitchens and what inspired him and everything. So, be on the lookout for that. He's definitely coming on the show. We have to get him on now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not blowing smoke. Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah, talked yeah, to yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, sure, we're friends. Sure you have, but I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, I'm seri- sure, no, yeah. No, no, he, he knows who I am. Uh-huh. No, he does. Yeah, okay. He does. You think strippers like you too? Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so look. Candy was a nice girl, and uh-huh. the money that I gave her is going to... College, right? Yes. Totally college. That's yeah. what she said. Yeah, right? She wasn't very good at math. Mm. Didn't give her what she, what she thought I gave her. Okay. And Dylan... <laughs> I'm this close to being his friend on 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 Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like the, the uh, why you why you're holding your hand, your arms so wide? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. It, no, it's super close. Oh, it's like that new emoji that they came out with. Oh right, the, the, the pinch fingers. <laughs> that dudes are getting really upset about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey, if you got a small cock, that's your problem, dude. Right. Yeah, but they did give women ammunition now. For sure. I mean, what else is that emoji for? Right. Seriously, I was. This close to home, mom. Mm-hmm. This close. Yeah. I swear. How many worries do you have? This many. <laughs> this many. Just Bullshit. Little. Bullshit. Mm. Speaking of listening to podcasts, we don't like to advertise other podcasts on here. But I mean, <laughs> the one that I'm about to talk about is pretty much don't really. It doesn't really need us. Um, have you listened to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend? I've listened to him on some of my favorite podcasts, actually. Yeah. He's been on WTF. Yes. Uh, and he was also on My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Uh, and I listened to the My Favorite Murder one. I didn't get to listen to the WTF one. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just, I love Conan. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to anything that he's on. You sh- Well, then you definitely have to listen to his podcast. Mm. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, it's Conan in a more, like, subdued podcast mm-hmm. environment. Um, and the basis of the show was literally he's talking to people he's had on the show for like uh, forever, like mm-hmm. frequent guests. Right. And he's like, how come we're not friends in real life? <laughs> and then they talk, you know, it's a regular podcast after that. Right. But they, it, but it is anchored by how come we're not friends? Yeah. yeah and yeah. the Mark Marin episode is particularly good. 
because they get honest about like the awkwardness between them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's amazing. Cause mm-hmm. as you do, I love Conan also. Right. My favorite late night host. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, when people were watching Letterman mm-hmm. or Leno, I mean, I was always watched Conan. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like he kind of spoke to our, our very specific uh, generation. That's exactly what it is. You know? He had that comedic voice. But he was so, like, weird, too. But that's it, though. Yeah. That was why he was so special. Right. At least to me. Yeah. It was like all the other guys were so clean cut and like, ah, let me make my joke. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like. He, he broke the, the third wall a lot, you know? Yeah. Or fourth wall, fourth wall. The way, yeah. <laughs> the third wall as well, you know, the, the fourth one You got to get through the third to get to, to the To get the fourth, fourth that's yeah. all I'm saying, yeah. He, he, the way that he describes himself is probably like the best way to describe it, which is like, I, I saw in an interview where he was like, you know, I, I learned like the way that I look and the way that like I carry myself. I'm, I'm like a living cartoon character. <laughs> right. And he was always inspired by those old cartoons mm-hmm. and like some of his favorite comedians are like the the stooges mm. and the marx brothers and stuff yeah. so he understood slapstick slapstick yeah yeah like modern slapstick comedic mm. timing oh, he like, wrote for the simpsons too so and snl right so he's like i mean he gets he's it. done the rounds yeah so his like got brand credentials of, his brand of comedy just it speaks to like mm. you said our generation yeah so his podcast even more so because like you know conan's at his best when he's improvising or or yeah you know bouncing off of a mm-hmm. even even uh, as talented or even more talented comedian yeah and that's all he has on the show i mean I, uh, so far it's been bill burr mm-hmm. nick offerman uh, nick offerman and mega Mullally, right um you know mark Marin, pete holmes uh kristen wig like it's it's really good right dude. it's really good so. Uh, yeah, actually, I randomly came across his uh, the, the travel specials he did. Yeah, on Netflix. Oh yeah, they put it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. all those yeah, are great. Um, Conan Without Borders. Right. Yeah, yeah. All those are awesome. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah. I flew through those because they're just his remotes so are fun. the best. Yeah, they're the best. Um, anytime he steps outside the studio, because again, it's him improvising. Yeah, it's him just thinking on the with, spot with regular people. Yeah, yeah, doing these bits. He always plays against himself it's mm-hmm. always self-deprecating yeah, for sure uh and then there's that 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 hint of arrogance that gets undercut by you know how goofy he looks <laughs> right. and how he acts and mm-hmm. how people react to him i mean it's like it's genius he's a genius i'm just i'm just yeah. saying he's a comedic yeah. genius he knows exactly what to do to elicit the laughs that he wants to elicit mm-hmm. at the time he wants to i you know people are starting to appreciate him now because right. he's the longest running late night host yeah but like, he deserves more credit. Absolutely. Yeah. He's not put up with the greats enough. No, he's not, and he should. Mm-hmm. And it's just because like, you know, he doesn't have a political tone for the most part, and you know, he just kind of entertains people, but not in the way like Fallon does. Right. Fallon, you know, right. 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 It's different. Conan has more edge to him. Yeah, and Conan knows how to take it down when he needs to take it down. Yeah. Whenever he addresses something like when a comedian dies or like a serious issue, it's like well, Conan's getting serious, mm-hmm. and it and you feel it. Yeah, there's there's levity to what he does. You trust him implicitly. Yeah. I love you, Conan. Oh, we love you. It's one of my dreams to be on Conan. Mm-hmm. Sadly, he killed the musical guest of the show. <laughs> well, so. you know that's what I was going to bring up too. Is like his all of this is is to to prop up his new show, right? Which is a half hour show now, not mm-hmm. a full hour. Yeah. And uh, apparently he's much more, as we're 
we're saying is our favorite type of Conan, more kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Less uh, less traditional. Yeah. He's not wearing suits anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, I, I feel like he's leaning into his specialty. Yeah. Which has me excited. I want to see what that's all about. Yeah, it's yeah. smart. It's smart because you want to continue to reinvent yourself. I think Conan, Conan realized, like, after he lost The Tonight Show and he, you know, he went to TBS, like, he, he leaned into, okay, well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to compete with the guys at this time slot anymore. I'm going right. to do my own thing. The yeah. show's not going to be called Late Night with Conan mm-hmm. or The Tonight Show or After Dark with Conan. It's just going to be called Conan. That's what the show's about. We're just going to have fun. And yeah. ever since then, he's that's been the thing. Yeah. It's to be different from the late night shows. Mm-hmm. But still kind of traditional. Right. So Have some anchor to that original uh, format. Yeah. But do his own thing at the same time. So I've, I've watched some of... Um, a couple episodes of the new Conan show. It's pretty good. Like yeah. he still has standups come on there. Um, the guest bits are still, you know, really good. He has, he always has good guests. He lets mm-hmm. them just go most yeah. of the time. He just, it's smart. You know, mm-hmm. like, like these other guys like Fallon, for instance, I know I have a vendetta against Fallon. You sure do. <laughs> but he's the worst. Mm-hmm. He's the worst late night host Probably ever. <laughs> Honestly. He just he's just bad at it. I just yeah. don't think he's very good at it. I've watched so much tonight show trying to figure out what I don't like about well, he's him. He's just he's just one note. That's the only problem with him. And he's not he's yeah. he's not a good conduit for all guests. That's that's what it is. You know, like he he, he can entertain a very specific type of guest, one that, you know, will play along and is agreeable. But if you ever have somebody who's semi-controversial or political or anything to that that sort of not 100% happy-go-lucky that he leans into all the time then you have an issue yeah and then it becomes awkward and he doesn't really know how to deal with that I yeah. you know I like Jimmy Fallon for what he's worth but uh, he's not I don't feel like he's versatile enough to hold a hosting gig like that yeah and they try to they try to make it seem like he is Mm-hmm. You know, with with the musical guests and uh, or like uh, yeah, the, the the all the musicality that he has. I mean, he is. I liked. It took me a while to appreciate what he did on SNL. Like I didn't like I didn't like Jimmy Fallon for a really long time, uh-huh. and then um, and then a couple years ago, like Netflix used to have all of the the um, SNL <laughs> collections. specials yeah. yeah so I watch I watched a lot of them I watched Will Ferrell's mm-hmm. and I watched of course Fallon's and I watched Sandler's and um watching Fallon's I was like all right there is something he is funny yeah of course there is something yeah. there he's oh I mean he's immensely talented I don't want to take anything yeah. away from him at all oh, I'll take any I'll take some I'm sure you will <laughs> <laughs> but speaking for the rest of us mm-hmm. um uh, yeah no I don't want to take anything away from him he's he's a tremendous talent but I just yeah. think that he's more su- he's more well suited for like I don't know like an award ceremony where it's all about celebration it's yeah. all about levity it's all about positivity that's his bread and butter I feel yeah. uh, but if you're doing a a a late night show the tonight show the tonight show you need to be more diverse than that you need to be more flexible you have to have more uh more more tones to you than just just strictly sheer positivity can you imagine a guest going on his show and like dropping some crazy announcement or getting like 
deadly serious. Right. Like yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I try to imagine like Kanye going on there and like saying right. something really controversial. And how Jimmy would react to it. Oh man, that oh, oh gosh, that's, that's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Oh. I can't believe. Oh man, wow. Oh, and you and you just said that. That's oh, it's on my show. Oh my god. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like be like genuine react genuinely react to it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's real. It happened right there. Like yeah. genuinely react to it. Right. I remember thinking about this um this this clip of uh Prince being on the Tonight Show with uh Jay Leno mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he's talking about how late you shouldn't sign to major labels they take advantage of people and right he goes in it's like this like really serious like inside baseball kind of mm-hmm. stuff and like jay leno i mean he you know he does uh he, he tries to kind of get some quips in there and then prince is like no no no, i'm gonna i'm gonna finish this <laughs> no no but seriously yeah. uh and, and it just makes me think like what would happen if fucking jimmy fallon was sitting there it'd be really cringy Ugh. it'd be uncomfortable and it wouldn't end well for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. That's a problem. Jimmy Fallon is completely capable yeah. of hosting a mm-hmm. gig. Right. But like you said, he just doesn't have the the diversity, the mm-hmm. the he can't he doesn't have the tonal changes, like he just he doesn't have it. And I'm yeah. just I'm really surprised I mean, it's the Tonight Show, and I guess he's friends with a lot of people in the industry. Oh, of, of course. So there's so many people like they go on his show, and oh, especially so many viral, clips. especially on NBC. Like, yeah, that's I his mean, entire crew, basically doing all the true all right. the sitcoms, Lord all Michael's the TV still, shows. Uh, executive produces it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's I guess still in Thirty Rock. Yeah, you know, it's a big just, deal. And like you know, yeah, and and his alumni, his there. SNL classes. I mean, they're all pretty much megastars. Yeah. For sure. Pretty much everyone from his class. So, For yeah. Sure. I mean, it's... I get it. And it's like the Tonight Show. What, are you going to turn down the Tonight Show? <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? To his credit, I feel like he's carved out his own niche in in the the night talk shows, right? Yeah. So, he is, he's the place you go when you need to be uplifted. You need some positivity. Yeah. You go to him and you go to James Corden. But do you think... Those are the two. Do you think 20 years from now... Jimmy Fallon's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of late night hosts. Probably not. I think Jimmy Kimmel could be and still and, and Colbert. Well, the thing with Kimmel, Kimmel I feel is underrated first of all. Yeah. I feel like people don't give him enough attention. Mm-mm. But I think it's because he's so he's been so solid for yeah. so long that he doesn't really uh he doesn't I guess uh, pull that type of attention yeah. because he's he's not he's not like annoyingly positive, and he's also not like controversial yeah. either. The only thing that I can remember in recent history that grew any kind of headlines or controversy was this entire conversation about his kid. Yeah, you know, grew, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, he goes back and forth with uh, Donald Trump's kids from time to time yeah so he has stepped into the political the political sphere yeah, yeah for sure so that's that's been something but i think as a host he's a he is a good conduit for what i'm saying where yeah. he's not overly positive he's not overly negative he can play it down the middle and decide how to react to things yeah he can be the straight man or he can be the comedic relief if somebody's being too serious yeah and you know, I think he knows very well how to toe that line. That's why I like watching him. Well, I mean, prime example of that is when he did have Kanye West on his show. Right. And was able to let him say what he said, but also kind of check him. Mm-hmm. 
and go like, okay, okay, sure. You know, yeah. and ask the right questions. I mean, and some people thought that like he didn't give him a proper chance to respond, but he did. You yeah. know, like the one, like there's that which, which where Kanye he, said. He yeah, said, yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, that's that's a, you know, that's how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think you know because I you know I watch I watch, I can't I can't keep up with them now. It was much easier when you were a kid and you had to go to bed at, at like ten thirty, eleven <laughs> right, o'clock. So exactly. like you're laying in bed and you're watching, mm-hmm. you know, you're flipping through the channels and like Conan's doing the puppet dance and you're Ugh, like, oh yeah, Conan. Like it's easy to just tune into that nowadays. It's like they're all chasing that viral moment, mm-hmm. and so and it works for the most part. A lot of them they do go viral. Mm-hmm. You know, well it goes to uh, goes to your point that I've seen the majority of all these late night features uh, on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not watching it live anymore. No. What I do when I go to bed, I watch Netflix. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So when I yeah when I'm bored, I'm I'm basically piecing together last week's episode from the clips that are posted online. So that and uh and I just want to say Graham Norton's show is awesome too. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. It's it's really good. Graham Norton is uh also pretty underrated. Yeah, like this show, like his format. I went, like he's a good host. He yeah. makes everybody comfortable, and uh, the format of his show is really fun. Like instead of one guest after the other, he's like, let's get put them a all diverse out. crowd. Yeah. yeah, let's just it's a group conversation, which yeah. is, is his own unique take on it, and it works. I've right. never seen it not work. Every time they all get together, they all seem to like Graham. Yeah, and when they're telling these stories, he he connects the dots through. It's like a through line he creates yeah. for every. Guest, you have to. It's you, smart, really smart. It, it looks effortless, but you have to think that they plan out those guests months in advance. Oh yeah, they have to think about that. Yeah. And, and mind you, like obviously, all these are basically just press junkets for people. Yeah. So they all have to have something going on. Yeah. So uh, think about like the 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 math you have to do to to figure out. Okay, these people are doing a a, a press junket at this time. So therefore, we're gonna get these, but then we also have to think about who's gonna clash and who's gonna actually like right. want to have a conversation right. and put these guys together and like to think about what it takes to make that show happen yeah. is a feat onto right. itself. Not only the scheduling, but imagine like okay, now now that we figured out we can get all these people on May fourth to sit on the couch together. Mm. Now we have to come up with forty five minutes of shtick right to get this to land. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. And then Graham Norton himself has to do a, some improv, yeah, to to make it all flow. Kudos so to the producers <laughs> of that show and fucking Graham Norton. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you put it like that, we'll tell you <laughs> production's rough. <laughs> yeah, we can tell you from firsthand, baby. Yeah. These shows do not edit themselves. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so imagining the scheduling for. For this show, mm. it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> we can't even book one guest. They're waiting for that guest, that one guest to come in. I mean, we used to book guests all the time. We used to do so good. <laughs> so good. Uh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So a lot's happened in the past couple of days. Mm. We had the Grammys, mm-hmm. pretty big newsworthy event. A lot of a lot of shit went down at the Grammys and then the aftermath of the mm-hmm. Grammys. And on Twitter. Fascinating, too. <laughs> Lots of Twitter retorts. Yeah, there's always going to be those those live tweets. A lot of people getting their opinions out there. And, yeah. you know, 
we got to join in on the fun. This is our platform to give our opinions. So yeah. here we are, ladies and mm. gentlemen. What did we think of the Grammys? I didn't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I mean, we, you know, I kept up with him. Did Jimmy Allen, Fallon host? If he did, I would have fucking shot a whole thing. <laughs> no, uh, Alicia Keys hosted, mm. and apparently she did a really good job. People yeah, I heard, were like, I heard she killed yeah, it. People like that shit a lot. Yeah. Um, well, she performed too. Yeah. So that's uh, cool. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, genres were represented. Uh, Hip hop won in a big way. Yeah. We took home some of the biggest awards Top of the awards. night. Didn't get history album of the year making, though. History making awards. History making. Yeah. History making. Didn't get album of the year though. What, uh, what was the album of the year? Casey Musgraves. Oh, okay. Yeah, she won album of the year. Not mad at it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. It's a good but, album. I mean, when's the last time it wasn't won by like a pretty white girl? Mm. And I'm including you, Adele. You fine. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I thought you were going, but okay, yeah. All right. I'm not mad at it. All right. All right. Beans and mash holes. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I mean, think about it. When was the last time? I think the last. Taylor Swift, right? Did she? she Yeah, she's won. She's won album of the year. Casey Musgraves. Oh, I think Beck won album of the year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, ago. he did for a morning what morning phase morning phase right. It's not even his best album. It's absolutely not. I think Colors is better. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, I think he has a lot of albums better than that. Colors is really good album. Mm-hmm. I just listened to um, Modern Guilt. The oh, album he did with uh, oh with Danger Mouse. Modern. Yeah. I I need to tell you, Modern Guilt was the. The more recent Beck album out of like the last ten years, yeah, that I became obsessed with, yeah, that was my entry point, my re-entry point into Beck, yeah. After you know hearing Beck from like the nineties, mm. I remember Beck from back in the day. My brother used to listen to him or whatever, but then like as me as an adult getting back into Beck, I listened to Morning Guilt, Modern, Modern Guilt, <laughs> Morning Phase, Morning Phases, Morning Guilt. Morning guilt. That sounds that sounds bad. Morning, that morning well, guilt. I got, oh, oh, I, I gotta talk to my psychiatrist uh-huh. about that. Um, uh, no, but uh, but yeah, modern guilt. I I listen to that one more than any of his other more recent albums, yeah. and I love that album to it's, death. It's amazing. It's a great album. I always I always wanted to listen to it because I like. I knew who Danger Mouse was from him producing the Gray album. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the Gray album is, you can go fuck yourself. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. The Gray album is an amazing thing where mm-hmm. um, uh, Danger Mouse he mashed up because uh, Jay Z after he released the Black album when he was supposed to retire, right? Um, he did something really cool for for DJs and producers. He released an acapella version of the album. Mm-hmm. He, he he retail released yeah. an acapella version. So the cover was go out. red. Yeah, so you could just go out and buy his his his. Um, um, solo vocals, just his vocal tapes, which yeah. is really cool for for producers. Mm-hmm. No one ever does that, ever. No one's yeah. done it since, right? <clears throat> and so uh, Danger Mouse jumps on this opportunity and he mashes up the Black Album with samples from the Beatles' White Album, mm-hmm. which makes, he fully produced himself. Yeah, like he, it, it's not like he just made like a blend tape where he took other people's no, instrumentals. Yeah, right, he actually produced instrumentals specifically for this project. Yeah, uh, which highly. Uh, highly unsanctioned like he couldn't yeah. he couldn't sell this at retail no um so this is like a mixtape 
And um, some people say it's better than the Black Album. Yeah, it's it's great. I loved it. It's fantastic. It. Yeah, it yeah. blew my mind that a person would do this. Well, it, it's funny because uh, it kind of pains me to say this, but at the time that I listened to it, that was a lot of the the. A lot of those songs were the first time I was hearing them. Yeah. The, the Beatles samples. Yeah. Because I didn't listen to like the middle section of the Beatles records. Right. You know, I, I didn't listen to uh, Rubber Soul. You know, the or classic period. Yeah, like like that transition into their more psychedelic. I I didn't listen to that as a kid. No. So listening to those and then going back later and hearing the rest of the, the Beatles albums, I was like, oh, that's a sample. Yeah. I remember that. That's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool doing that because or, 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 or like, uh, specifically I, I meant the white album because that's specifically what he pulled from. Yeah, that's why it's the gray album is because it was the white album sampled with the, the black album. Right. Hence the gray album. Right. But I didn't listen to anything in that period moving into the white album. Yeah. And or listen to the white album all the way through. So I didn't. I mean, I, I'm 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 not even I'm not ashamed to admit it. I mean, like I was at that point. I mean, when that album came out, it was 2003. So, I mean, I was fully immersed into hip hop and yep. hip hop only. Me too. Me too. That was that was the thing. And to to get that foot in the door of of being like, yeah, I've heard the Beatles before. I've probably heard, you know, Let It Be, uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah. You know the 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 classics. Um, but to hear that and go, oh. Oh, uh-huh. okay. All right. Like it, it, it led to a, a through line that I was able to follow and eventually get into the white album and eventually get into the rest of their work. You know, I outside was, the singles, I was really surprised at how much, how many Beatles songs I had heard and not known that they were Beatles songs. Yeah. When I finally did my deep dive on all mm-hmm. their records and like learned about them and now, you know, right. Consider, uh, uh, we're both mild experts on them. Oh yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> that didn't sound arrogant at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert. You're an expert. Yeah. Um, like I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, "Oh shit, that's a fucking Beatles song!" Like there were so many that I was l- hearing that I thought I was hearing for the first time. When in actuality, like I had known the lyrics to already. So oh, this is a fucking Beatles song. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. A mm-hmm. lot of them. Like, oh yeah, a lot of them. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, how did we get there? Oh, Modern Guilt. Right. Because <clears throat> Danger Mouse. Correct. Danger Mouse produced. Okay, so I knew who Danger Mouse was and, because uh, of that. He moved and, into a lot of Black Keys. Yes, the Black Keys, and uh, he helped with. Uh, he, he, he's co co member of um, Narles Barkley, so he's right. an incredible producer. Yeah, um, I knew who he was from that, and then obviously I knew I knew who Beck was, and that the album cover is just really cool to me. It's like yeah. modern guilt in bold letters, and it's just like their legs and then shadows, and you can see like like guitar chords and stuff like. But it's like it's just mysterious. Everything about it just was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And so I always wanted to listen to that record, mm-hmm. but I just never got around to it. And then one day I was just, you know, I was still working with Jason, I think at the time. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to listen to this record I never had before. And I was like, oh, it's as cool as I imagined. Oh, it yeah. Was. No, it, <laughs> it's it, so good. it sounds how the album cover looks. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised at how good that was. So. We say all that to say modern phase or morning phase is. Aha! Uh-huh. They got you <laughs> they too. Got me, they got me. <laughs> morning phase is not his best record. He has plenty of other records that are better than that. Right. But anyway. Yeah. 
Pretty White Women winning Album of the Year at the Grammys. Including Beck. Including Beck. Yeah. Not a crazy thing to see. No. So it wasn't really, I wasn't like, oh man, I hope Pusha T wins Album of the Year. <laughs> like I wasn't thinking that that was going to happen. I, I know we've gone over it before, but I'm just wondering what those, what was in contention for Album of the Year. I kind of forget. Yeah, me too, actually. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, pull, pull it up. Pull Why it up. not? Um, but we should say the... Um, the uh, the the real headlines from this was that uh, Childish Gambino won for what was it Song of the Year? He won Song of the Year right? and he won Music Video of the Year. Mm-hmm. And well deserved. <clears throat> song of the Year very significant because it's the first rap song to ever win Song of the Year for This Is America. For This Is America, and a lot of people were like, I mean, This Is America wasn't even like that good of a song. Like the video is incredible. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah. So. This is uh, the winner of uh, what is this? Go to let me. Go. No, I don't want that. Did he really win that? Who? Bruno Mars won last year for Twenty Four Karat Magic. So mm. good for him. In your face, A brown person winning. Yeah. So okay, so here I'll I'll just go through before I go through that. Let's just go through. I'll tell you <clears throat> who's won in the past like five or six years. Okay, Casey Musgraves won this year. Uh, Bruno Mars won Twenty Four Karat Magic last year. Adele won the year before that. Taylor Swift won the year before that. Beck won the year before that. Daft Punk won for Random Access. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mumford and Sons won the year before that, and then Adele again. And then some more white people, Arcade Fire, and then another white person, Taylor Swift, and then another white person, Robert Plant, and then you got to go oh, all yeah. the way back. Yeah, he won for that I fucking forgot. mashup album. Yeah, you got to go all the way back to 2007 to get to Herbie Hancock, mm. River, the Joni Letters. So there you go. And then the Dixie Chicks, you two, just a lot of undeserved. How to dismantle an atomic bomb? I need to see. I'm sorry. I need to see. The categories. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the categories, but who else was nominated in this 2005? Year? Oh, in 2005. To see who they beat. John Legend won Best New Artist that year. Good for mm, him. Nice. They won. Ordinary people, man. See category archive. Here we go. Sorry, guys. I need to do this. We're doing a deep dive. <laughs> Explore the records. But uh, okay, let me. I'll go back up to the top because what you wanted to, what you wanted to know. <clears throat> um, so Casey Musgraves won album of the year. The nominees were Brandy Carlisle, by okay. the way, I forgive you, Drake, Scorpion, mm-hmm. her, her, Post Malone, <laughs> Beer Bongs and Bentleys, Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer, mm. the Black Panther soundtrack, and Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy. So those were the nominees. It's surprising that a soundtrack was even capable of being album of the year. Yeah. That that it would that it was even like um, allowed, right? Yeah, you think that'd be its own category? It's just yeah, but I think that's soundtrack. happened before. I think um, I think uh, um, what's the what's the, what's the album that um, uh, uh, staying alive? Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, uh, uh, the one uh, with uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman. The Graduate. The Graduate. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was nominated uh-huh. for album of the year. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure. If not, it won like an Oscar for best original music or something. I know it was pretty big at award season. Yeah, I don't know if it was that, but um, <clears throat> so there you go. I mean the 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 other nominees, decent nominees. If any of them was gonna win 
I don't think it was any of these other nominees except maybe Dirty Computer. I was going to say Janelle Monet had a case. Yeah, her record was really good. Yeah. Janelle Monet is amazing. Of course. Uh, Black Panther. The Black Panther soundtrack is a good album. It was good. I yeah. don't think it deserves album, it's not of, the album of the year. But I mean, that kind of goes along to the whole, the whole thing of these awards. Like, right? It it it's all just bullshit. Yeah. It's all just bullshit. Especially the Grammys, though. Like they the Grammys are they get it wrong garbage. all the time. All the time. Almost every year they get it wrong. It it just it just almost every year. So okay, this is America One Record of the Year. The nominees for that, <clears throat> I Like It by Cardi B. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these. You, can, you guys can look it <laughs> is up. There, is there want. too many? There's just, they're not interesting enough to, yeah. who gives a to shit? To list. Yeah, I mean. All right. Yeah, it's not. Well, let's not move on then. Enough. I mean, I will say this. Okay, so to the people who said that This Is America didn't deserve record of the year. Right. Okay. These were the nominees for record of the year. I okay. think this is important because they, they said that he didn't deserve it. Right. Let's let's go through it because I'm gonna go through best rap album too. Okay. Because of everything that happened with Cardi B. <laughs> right. So Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin for I Like It, The Joke by Brandy Carlisle, God's Plan by Drake, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA, mm-hmm. Rockstar by Post Malone, and The Middle by Zed, Maureen Morris. And gray i haven't even heard that song i probably have i just don't you know saw the name yeah. yeah um rock star heard that song get the fuck out of my face <laughs> no way that deserves record of the year uh-huh. all the stars amazing song yeah record of the year mm. eh. i mean they both individually have better songs than that i mean yeah shallow by lady gaga and bradley cooper I guess. I, don't, I, I guess. It's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. God's Plan by Drake. I know there's a lot of Drake haters out there, but God's Plan is an amazing song. Oh, it was a great single. Yeah. Incredible single. Like, hate hate on Drake all you want, but it's a good song. I'm mm-hmm. not a huge Drake fan. I think I've stated it before. Oh, yeah. I think we both have. Yeah. I mean, we we I think we had a whole bit about him not being eligible for being in our top tens because oh, he doesn't yeah, write yeah. his own fucking songs. For so, sure. Like, we're not stands for Drake by any means, but God's plan is a good song. Yeah, and I think that, honestly, the, the power of God's plan is shown in how disappointing Scorpion was overall. Right. Because God's plan was such a high point Yeah. that the rest of the album was like, ah, yeah. there's a couple There's a couple hits in there. Yeah. But like besides that, mm. Yeah. Haven't heard the song The Joke by Brandy Carlisle, <clears throat> and I like it by Cardi B, Bad Bunny, J Balvin. That's a good song. It's a nice, it's a fun, it's mm-hmm. fun. I like it like that. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not, it's nothing crazy. Right. But if you're comparing all of those songs to This Is to America, this is America, mm. this is America wins by a fucking landslide. And, and I know people are saying like This Is America is not like lyrically deep, but texturally, sonically, alone, it is, it is a better composed song than I feel <clears throat> most of those that I've heard. At least. And I would even argue that it is lyrically deep. Not in the way that a rap record is usually perceived, because as rappers, we have sixteen par sixteen bars per right. verse. And chorus. Eight bar chorus. Mm-hmm. You have you know, traditional rap songs are three verses, sixteen bars, eight bar chorus. Mm-hmm. Usually about three and a half to four minute song, right? Yeah. That is a lot of time to stuff as much information mm-hmm. as you can 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. The problem is rappers and hip hop, it, it gets so handicapped by that amount of time mm-hmm. that you think like, oh, I mean, it's not that deep. I mean, he didn't really say anything, but like, do you ever say that about rock records, <laughs> R&B records, right. soul records? No. Those songs mm-hmm. are made up of four bar verses sometimes eight bar right verses. and mostly interpretive exactly so you're listen you're, to a bob dylan record sometime how about that beatles we're talking about how great <laughs> the beatles are and they don't say shit i am the walrus sir <laughs> cuckoo kachoo so you you can listen to the records and say they don't say anything but you could also argue that they're saying so much without mm-hmm. saying anything. a thing right and that's that is the thing that i think elevates this song and i don't mean to get pretentious it, but here it goes here we are this is america when I this is going to be a good time. Um, that song I feel it got didn't get it to do because of how simple the lyrics are and how sort of uh, simple even the flow pattern is. Yeah. Right. Because the the thing that's complex about hip hop itself is that it's also a performance art. So it's something that you're grading also on the the uh, the skills of the performer. As far as how how fast it can rap, how how intricate their bars can be, yeah, that's something that you don't really hear in rock unless you're talking about the skill of a guitarist or something, or you know. But all these things are usually um, tallied up at the end to a complete song, as opposed to how good was his flow, how good was that rapper, exactly. You know, so how you define good is is different in rap and is with rock and the rest of all other kinds of music. Right. It's, 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 a, it's almost like a, it's almost like a uh, sport in a way. Well, and I think that's, that's part of the handicap. Right. Like looking at them, like they're supposed to be jumping through hoops right. and wrapping circles. And it's like, well, they can do a lot mm-hmm. with that. A lot of time you give the same amount of time to all these other artists, right? But you expect so much out of rappers because like that's what that's what is perceived as great. That's well, that's part of the culture, at least a certain section of the culture. Because rap isn't just rap. There's different sections of rap. There's different you know beliefs as far as what it's what is good per se. That what you define as good. Yeah. But my point in saying that is that this is America. I feel though it may not be complex on its surface, it opens up the conversation of rap to being really really an art it's more of an interpretive thing as opposed to this is blatantly what he's saying it 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 leaves air leaves room like jazz does right in in that record where you're able to to say okay what he's saying lyrically as compared to what the what sonically doing means this yeah as opposed to he's literally saying i shot somebody yeah you know, like I, I feel like that is is powerful within itself. The the room for interpretation, the the platform it's given hip hop to not necessarily give you all the answers yeah. to make you interpret things. It may seem uh, minimalist or uh, incomplete or lazy to a layman who's just listening to it on face value. But if I think if you dig deeper into Especially if you've watched the video and that that all adds more elements to it. But just speaking for it as just a song itself, mm-hmm. I feel like it it gives a platform for hip hop to kind of launch off of to become more than just uh, strictly spoken word at face value. Yeah, you know, Com- combine the combine lyrics 
with performance, with uh, whatever sonically is happening, the beat, the instrumental, uh, put all that together, make it a whole sum of its parts, and then tell me what that song's saying. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of room for subtlety in hip-hop a no. lot of time. So when you get something that is, you know, as bombastic and ruckus as that record sounds on its face and then to try to explain to somebody like yeah there's also a message there there's a subtlety to it that you're yeah. not getting on on first listen mm-hmm. you know it's kind of hard to convince somebody of that they're like ah, it's, it's fucking whatever right <clears throat> so it won it won record of the year and song of the year so there's there's that which i always thought was weird i never understood the difference I still don't understand. I'm record, 28. Record, <laughs> record and song I of the year. I still don't understand the difference between record of the year and song of the year. And you know what? I don't care anymore. It doesn't so matter. Anybody yeah. who's going to try to explain it to me, just don't try. I don't care. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of good nominees in here. Best pop vocal performance obviously went to Ariana Grande. She beat some huge names in the industry. Taylor Swift, by comparison, did not clean up this year like she usually does mm. she only got i mean she got nominated for a lot of stuff but i think she the big one was best pop vocal performance for reputation mm. uh she did not win and i'm happy about that because <laughs> i don't like her. well who did win ariana grande oh, okay okay um i'm looking for best hip-hop best rock performance went to chris cornell that seems a little um it's a posthumous. Yeah, seems a little easy. Award. A little easy there. I don't know. I don't know about that, but <laughs> whatever. Best rock song <clears throat> went to Saint Vincent. Mm. So yeah, you guys can go. You guys can go through this and and you know decide for yourselves. What I really love is that Greta Von Fleet won Best mm. Rock Album, which mm. is hilarious. Not only because of how awful they are, but also <laughs> because who was going to win in these nominees? Okay. Alice in Chains' new album, which wow. I will say I haven't listened to, so I'm not going to judge it, but it is you know, a fucking 90s grunge band making yeah. an album in 2019. Interesting. So we'll have to see about that. No, I'm not going to hate on it yet. Fallout Boy. So you're saying Idols isn't there. I'm saying Idols isn't there. <laughs> I'm saying Parquet Courts isn't there. I, I like. I mean, there's, there's, dude. Fuck this, this, this nomination. <laughs> fuck this category. Nobody from our best of list of no, 2018 is, even, is no, on there. Nothing. Yikes. So you know, everybody was upset that Greta Von Fleet won, and I was upset too initially. But when I look at these nominees, it's like, well, fuck the whole category. <laughs> fuck the whole category. Who else? Who else was on there? Uh, it was Weezer for Pacific Daydream, Ugh. which was panned. Ghost for prequel, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what that they're. Is. They're like a a metal band. Fallout Boy for Mania and Alice in Chains for Rainier Fog. So yeah, Arctic Monkeys got nominated for Best Alternative Music Album. Okay. Uh, so did uh Beck, and so did Saint Vincent. So mm-hmm. Saint Vincent won for Best Rock Song. Okay. But she wasn't nominated in the rock category. She was nominated in the best alternative music category. Huh. Now, do you guys understand why the Grammys suck so many dicks? <laughs> this is why. This is all over the place. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. There was two ties for best ties. rap song. Yes, there was two ties. For best rap song, which was Bubbling by uh, Anderson Pack, Right. And... Um, uh, King's Dead by Kendrick and J Rock and, huh. and Future. They both won, 
And for best traditional R&B performance, Leon Bridges won, and so did P.J. Morton for How Deep Is Your Love. That's, I, I don't, How Deep Is Your Love is a good song, but mm-hmm. Bet Ain't Worth a Hand is an amazing record. Yeah. It's such a good song. I'm surprised they even allow ties. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a rare feat, but it happened. Happened twice. Best Urban Contemporary Album, which was created just so that Miguel, The Weeknd, and Frank Ocean could get nominated. Um, went Best to Black People Singing yeah, Album. It went to the Carters. What? Yeah. They won a <laughs> Grammy for Everything is Love, their their uh, their joint album. So, yeah. This, oh, the, the one that we all forgot about within yeah, a couple weeks. Within seconds. Uh, here we go. Best rap song went to God's Plan. Best rap performance, again, I don't understand the difference. Went to This Is America. So he kind of, he kind of, he won a couple of them actually. Here's where I wanted to get to though, ladies and gentlemen. Here is where the controversy really takes off. You ready for this? Best rap album. The nominations for this uh, category were. I, I would love to present an award. <laughs> and the nominees are. Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. Mac Miller, Swimming. Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. Mm. Pusha T, Daytona. And Travis Scott, Astro World. And the winner for Best Rap Album of the Year goes to. He opens the envelope. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love you. Cardi B, Invasion <laughs> of Privacy. And as she walks up, this is Cardi B's first nomination and first <laughs> win in this category. She won for best <laughs> rap album. And, dude, the internet lost its collective mind for multiple reasons. Well, I mean, based off of the the quality on that list. It's yeah. pretty, pretty damn high. Yeah, I will say the nominees for their best rap album. Compared to The Rock. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually got it right this year. Yeah, um, wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, Victory Lap, Daytona, Astroworld. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro. yeah, they got there, it. There was other rap, rap albums that deserved to be on that list, but that I mean, this is a solid list. That's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I will give them that. I mean, the fact that Cardi B beat Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Nipsey Hussle, Pusha T, and Travis Scott mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, it is insane. So she wins the cat. She wins the 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 uh, album of the year or the rap album of the year. Internet loses its mind, and the decision was made by the collective incels and <laughs> and children on the internet to go after Cardi B on all of her social media at all costs. Right. In the in the defense of Travis Scott for Astro World, and in the defense of Mac Miller, mm-hmm. because a lot of people thought that he deserved it um, for dying. <laughs> like, I, like I, it just drove me crazy seeing yeah. this online. You I, brought his parents out there. You, he deserves to get the yeah, award. You saw this? Yes. What kind of reasoning is that? They <laughs> flew them out as as a as a Guests, courtesy to them. Right. Yeah, they said your son. We're sorry that he passed, but here's two tickets. We're going to fly you out. It's going to be great. I, I think they maybe were under the impression that, like, his parents had to drive there from, like, Ontario or something, like, to 
to get out of their way to get to this award right. ceremony and they just they got there finally at the last minute just to see their son who's dead lose <laughs> right. no it's that's not, not what happened not this travesty no it's an award ceremony first and foremost they i'm sure they were they were treated to plush extravagant rooms and yeah. and you know like all the shrimp cocktail they can eat this is this is not a that's pre, fine. It's not a predetermined decision wherein they're honoring Mac Miller. No, he was nominated and they couldn't like they're not going to tell them that he won beforehand or he right. didn't win beforehand. Right. You don't think somebody would have let that information out? Well, and from from what I've read, it literally is a surprise until the person reads it. Yeah, you know they 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 pay a service to have it written out once the tallies are all scored, seal it up. Make sure nobody gets to it. They have it secured, and they pass it off to the person who's supposed to read it. Yeah. That's a service. They pay for that. So, like, nobody knows. Nobody knows what the results are until it's read on that stage. That doesn't surprise me. That's the whole thing, right? It's right. The whole fucking, that's the bit. That's yes. the gimmick of the fucking Right. Look, ceremony. surprise. Hey, who look. Won? Exactly. Who won? Great. So, that line of reasoning is stupid. I hated it. And then all the people who are like, yo, World was the best album of the year. No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't. It was good. It was a good album. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good I album. I still listen to it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Okay? It just wasn't. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. Best rap album <laughs> of the year. Out of that, out of those, you can make an argument for Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty obvious where I'm leaning. Oh, Daytona. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was just... It was... Far and beyond better than all of these albums in this category. Yeah. And I liked all of these albums, mm-hmm. including Cardi B's record. Yeah. I liked, and I said it on this podcast. Yeah. I liked Invasion of Privacy. I mm-hmm. think it's a good record. I think it's a, I think it's an incredible debut from a female MC. And not just yeah. a female MC, but an MC period. period. Right. To have those many hits on one record. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great, great record. Yeah. Rap album of the year. No, no. In compare, especially in comparison I to feel. those nominees. No, Mm-mm. but the larger issue here, my friend, Obesius, mm. is what happens in the aftermath of something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's really fucked up. The internet. It's really fucked up that that people did that to her. Yeah. You know, I, it, it, even if even if you don't think that she deserved to win the award, which I'm in agreement with. I don't think that her album was the best rap album of the year, but people just—you don't have to attack the the woman. No, no. You, why? It, why would you do that? And, and it's like, what? It, why is that okay? Is it her fault that she won? It. Well, here's the thing. Again, it's something I've said before on this podcast. It's because people don't see celebrities, and when they they especially when they at them in a comment or whatever, mm-hmm. or you know specifically reply directly to them about something they don't see them as a, a person they see them as like a, a conglomerate yeah as a they're company a, they're a thing right they're they're a, they're a figure yeah uh, as opposed to a human being they don't realize that there could possibly be a, a the that actual person that human yeah. on the other end of that just looking at their phone and going, right wow really okay cool yeah i'm trying to enjoy my uh you know <clears throat> award here but yeah. you know that's fine and i mean take away whatever she deserved to win and all this other bullshit she won a fucking grammy man yeah this chick 
a former stripper. Right. Like, she, you know, her life was, what was her life before that? I mean, she was obviously making money, but like she, you know, she was just some fucking stripper. Yep. And in like, what, like four years? Probably yeah. less than that. Yep. She's at the top of the music. She mountain. won a Grammy. She won a Grammy for yeah. best rap album of the year. As much like, as we shit on the Grammys. <laughs> it's still the Grammy. Right, right. I don't think that they mean shit anymore. I think it's a bronze statue at this point. But it's mm. still, she's Grammy award winning MC, mm. Cardi, Cardi B. Cardi B, yeah. She can keep I that mean, forever. Fucking good for her, yeah. man. Why wouldn't you just... Chalk it up to the Grammys don't know shit, but mm-hmm. good for her. Yeah. That's if, that's what it should be. If she never were to make another record again, still won a Grammy. Still won a fucking Grammy. Yeah, there you go. Forever. Yeah. You have that forever. forever. And so yeah, it's really it's really fucking sad that, that yeah. this we're still in this place where that kind of shit can happen where people you know, we made jokes about Demi Lovato last week and how she had to delete her her Twitter too. Mm-hmm. But hers was you know, she didn't deserve the fervor that she no, got No, no, no. But but that was also self-imposed. Yeah, exactly. She, she stuck yeah. her neck out and she got hit. Right. But Cardi if you B win in a... Anything, but <laughs> you, just, all she did was make a record that the Grammy uh, uh, judges liked. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. You can call it a popularity contest. You can call it, you know, politics. Call it what you want. She won. Yeah. She won. I'm sorry, you know, it doesn't float your fucking boat. Brockhampton fans, <laughs> whoever... Not her fault. Out. Yeah, it's not her fault. Like it's it's kind of gross. Not kind of gross. It's fucking it's very disgusting. Gross. It sucks that you know we're still it at, at this point of of social media and you know you know they just be happy for her. fuck fuck mm-hmm. and it's still going. Like people know that she deleted her social media presence in part or probably fully because of all of this backlash people are still on other social medias going fuck that bitch she didn't deserve to win it's like jesus christ man for real this is what we're doing still you still have the energy to do that you know it's just yeah gross sucks that's the internet yeah that's the internet yeah and we're gonna catch it one day I hope so. <laughs> I hope we get big enough that we can. Uh, yeah, I want to catch the ire of the internet. Yeah, I, w- I want some of that drama. See how we handle it. See how thick our skin really is. Spoiler alert: probably not that. Probably thick. not that thick. Yeah, <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably delete it immediately. <laughs> we'll delete this podcast. Yeah, and all our social media uh-huh. presence. I don't want to talk to anybody. People are so fucking. Mean. I need a break. I need a social media break. <laughs> well, before we go on any self-imposed exiles from social media, we mm. have to rate this beer. Rate this beer. So tonight's brew was from the Tampa Bay Brewing Company. It was the Old Elephant Foot IPA. My partner in crime, what did you think? It was all right. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, again, uh, another another IPA that didn't really didn't really add anything new to uh to the game um but still gave it you know a decent amount of hops uh some bitterness there um but nothing too overpowering pretty uh, middle of the line middle of the road mm-hmm. um that being said i liked it uh i would probably give it a solid 4 all right Four for Obesius. I think I might actually lean towards a four and a half. Okay. I thought it was um <clears throat> I thought it was pretty tasty. I thought it was 
this is gonna sound um um uh, what is that word? I drank too much. Already. Stupid. <laughs> Counterintuitive. Okay. I thought it was a little flat, hmm. but that didn't bother me. Like okay. it was, it worked. Mm. If that makes any sense, probably doesn't, but it worked. <laughs> okay. Like I guess it wasn't as hoppy as I thought it was going to be, and that actually worked in this instance. Okay. Where what it didn't, you know, wasn't as bitter. It was smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoother than IPAs usually are, mm-hmm. and I liked that. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. Cool. We should say these are. Uh, they're not in the six pack. They're actually in a four pack of uh, pint. <clears throat> Cans. They are tall boys. Tall boys. Tall boys. Tall boy. So, so I'll go out. If you're a local, grab you some Tampa Bay Brewing Company Old Elephant Foot. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to get across? Uh, no. Just I. I love. I love you. Love you. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Happy Valentine's Day. Cause it's gonna be Valentine's Day when this goes. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't eat those. Cho- oh, actually, you know what? I heard that they don't sell the chalky heart things anymore. What? Yeah, they don't sell them anymore. Why? Because because they suck. That's why. They're a staple. Those things are awful. I know, but they're still a staple. You uh, still give them to people. No, no, no. Those things, uh, they choke people. Okay. Ugh, man, I hated those things. Somebody said make them out of sweet tarts, and I was like, catch yourself a million dollar idea right there. Boy. You know what else chokes people? Uh, Ted Bundy. Uh, <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> this has been the One Bearing Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. I love you all. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a lovely, beautiful evening with your significant other or yourself. Yeah, whatever you need, man. Watch crime drama. We're here for you. Yeah, listen to us. Yeah. This is episode 201, bro. You got a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.